This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, Senior JU Israel Educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined as always by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Shavua Tov. Shavua Tov. <laughs> and today we are once again joined by producer and Israel educator Matt Littman. How are you doing, Alan? I mean, Matt. <laughs> if my name was Alan, I'd be doing fine, but my name is Matt, and I'm also doing fine. Yeah, well, that's my age, senior moment. Yes. Today's topic is going to be uh, religion and state issues here in Israel, and for that, we brought in a, a guest as expert, and also probably as a target for our devil's advocate questions. <laughs> Matt, would you like to introduce our guest? That would be my pleasure. I'm happy to introduce this morning uh, a dear friend, Tani Frank. Uh, Tani works as a uh, lobbyist in the Knesset, so he has a lot of experience working with these issues on religion and state. Uh, he works for an organization called Nemane Torava Avoda, uh, and previously which he means. Literally, it's like the faithful to uh, Torah Vavoda, which is the original like B'nai Kiva kind of ideology. Um, and before that, he was also working as an aide to a member of Knesset, Elazar Stern. Um, so he has a lot of insight into how the Knesset works and how the Knesset works with regards to religion and state issues. Welcome. Oh. Thank welcome, you. Welcome Happy to our little dog and pony show. <laughs> right. To, our, to, to Ben's awesome studio. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, can you describe your work, what you do sort of day in, day out, what, you're, what you do and what your project's goals are? Sure. So we're trying to influence um, decision-making in Israel in terms of religion, state issues. Um, well, to put it uh, simple, it's lobbying in the Knesset, it's um, lobbying in the government, um, in, f um, in front of the chief rabbinate and uh, religious affairs ministry. And taking um, taking our initiatives and taking our ideology to a different phase uh, in terms of proposing legislation, in terms of uh, initiating discussions and meetings in committees in the Knesset, and trying to influence the public discourse in these issues. In what direction? So we're um, a religious Zionist movement from the liberal side. We believe that there is a connection between the Jewish and democratic um, values in Israel, and there's a connection that should be also bonded. I mean, we believe that the Jewish identity of Israel should be um, reflecting Jewish pluralism, should give um, all Jews and all people in Israel um, an influence on, on what's going on, and in terms of um, getting more transparency in religious affairs, um, giving more place for women in uh, religious boards, boards for instance, like in the um, um, previous elections for the Chief Rabbinate Council, we promoted um, women in the committee that chose uh, the members of those, this council and in the religious uh, councils in the municipalities. So we promote all these things and try to promote legislations that uh, support. Can you give issues. us some examples of legislations that you've promoted in the past? Yeah, um, we've tried to promote and semi-successful um, uh, legislation that dealt with uh, the place of women in the religious councils, which are municipality, uh, municipal um, bodies that um, they are in charge of the um, local religious affairs. They're in charge of um, giving out the uh, kashrut certificates, um, 
marriage registration, all, all these issues. And there's a um, directory of, of people who have their, um, they control that they supervise what's going on in the religious councils. And we have succeeded in having from the, these municipal elections, um, about third of the committee needs to be women. Wait, can I ask a question? When you say that you lobby in the Knesset and you try to advance legislation, what, what does that mean? Like you go and talk to members of Knesset, you go into committee meetings, like what, what do you do? Well, you take uh, compromising pictures of them in weird places, <laughs> like eating pork or in No, we don't need to. Yeah, yeah, we, have, we have other journalists to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a waste of my time, right. at least. But um, yeah, we meet with uh, members of the Knesset mm. from all parties. Um, I think except for maybe the ultra-Orthodox, the Haredi parties, everyone want to meet us and, and they, they meet with us. We even had a very close relationship with one of the Bait UD members, which is not a member of Knesset anymore, Inon Magal, in the beginning of the Knesset, when there was somebody that we could work with there. Now, the Bait UD party, the Jewish home party, yeah. is more or less, well, how, where would you describe it on the religious spectrum currently? Um, can you repeat that? Well, in other words, what, why, is that, why is that significant? What about that party makes it significant to well, your work? Well, just judging by their actions, I mean, the previous Knesset, they controlled the religious ministry affairs um, and uh, ministry, and, and it, it didn't go anywhere. Um, in this Knesset, they chose, they, they say it also, they, uh, that this, this issue of religion state, it divides the uh, religious Zionist sector in Israel. So they rather not deal with it and give it the control in these issues to the Haredi parties. So, and, but we think that if, if this is the religious Zionist party, that's what they aspire to be, then they should reflect the religious Zionist sector values, in which we believe that religion state was one of the priorities there, which is right now is not. So if we had any cooperation, better cooperation with them, we would probably succeed more. So you're seeing them as a religious party? That's what they say, that they say they're the religious Zionist party. I mean, of course, Naftali Bennett wants to be more than that, not only that, but that's the base. That's the political base. Yeah, that is their political base, I would say, in voters. Uh, so what about the status quo? In other words, you're trying to change the status quo, and you find the obstacle is that most parties are trying to maintain the status quo. Is that fair? I don't think anybody knows what's the, what the status quo is. I mean, there is the letter, the Ben-Gurion letter to Agudat Israel that gave them the control of... of of Kashrut and uh, religious affairs in, in the chief rabbinate. But that's that's 48. It's not where we are right now. We had we had um, uh, all the discussion around the Chokam Al-Kulim, the uh, groceries uh, legislation, the groceries bill, which, uh, which was basically um, not a religious issue. It was moving control from the municipalities to the government in terms of closing or not closing businesses in Shabbat. But right now, there are a lot more businesses open in Shabbat than there used to be even 20 years ago. When you see, uh, when, when Gavizon Medan Covenant uh, was written, they believed that they can close everything that has to do with commerce in Shabbat. They both would, I think you can ask them, but they both would agree that it's not possible right now. You have at least 20%. The Gavizon Medan was a proposed... Uh, uh, a constitution that would balance these issues. Uh, the idea to create a, a, a constitution that makes sense for Israel, which we don't have, right. largely because we can't come to a legal definition of the status quo. And they were saying, well, we can resolve that. And you're saying that proposal no longer applies to life in Israel. 
Right. At least in terms of what's going on in the Shabbat in the public sphere, I think they would also agree. And I had discussions with both of them. We tried even to propose legislation in the spirit of their covenant, which is basically a social agreement. It's not, um, mm-hmm. the political, uh, it's not in the political sphere. And we tried to move it to the political sphere, and we failed. We had four members of Knesset signing a legislation, working on it silently, which is the worst thing for a, for a member of Knesset is not to go out with what they do all the time to mm-hmm. the media. Uh, but they, they succeeded in working with us on a secret legislation that only came out four months later, but it didn't go anywhere in terms of political uh, um, negotiation. So, so, but but why, why, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused, like to push... So you're trying to push to have more businesses legally opened no, on Shabbat? No, that's not what we do. Ah, so what? The Gavid and Medan Covenant, I should explain, um, the basic thing it was Ruth to get... Ruth Gavison and Yaakov Medan. Rav, Rav Yaakov Medan and Professor Ruth Gavison. They, they, just, they took two uh, leaders of the religious and the, the secular sectors in Israel, put them together, and they decided they had their own negotiation and compromise on, on not on their values, but on the, the practical uh, reality in Israel in terms of religion and state issues. They succeeded into getting to something that they can agree on, and they put on uh, a proposal that everyone can now use um, to, to get to, to change or maybe to describe the status quo in their own eyes. But I th- that one of the things that they did is, is that they took the, the error or the, the, the issue of Shabbat in the public sphere and they divided it to two. They said, how do we want to see the Shabbat in the public sphere in Israel? We don't want commerce. Also from the secular side, we don't want it to, come, to become a shopping day. Right. We don't have Sunday here, which is bad right. maybe, yes. <laughs> but, but we don't want people to, um, to not be able to be with their families. Right. Not to be able to rest, which and is, if it's commerce, right? People have to work, so right. right. But we shopping. do, we, we do understand that there's a lot of people who are not religious who are not observe Shabbat in Israel, and we want them to have the special day of Shabbat to be with their families. So we we need to allow them to have limited public transportation in Shabbat, um, and and public um, culture events or culture. Um, um, Inst- um, Cultural, yeah, yeah. yeah. theater, Which, and theater, and and movie, movies cinema, and, and, and other like that, stuff right. like that. What happened is nobody took it, nobody accepted it, and the reality is that today it's I, I think it's not possible to come back to that compromise. Although that's what we support, we support that compromise that you should close the commerce on Shabbat and commerce open, being like malls, commerce like malls, like um, every every shop that doesn't have right. anything to do with. Um, Leisure and the culture. So restaurants. What about restaurants? Well, restaurants. Um, you can say it's more more leisure more uh, uh, than than commerce. You can we can argue about that. But uh, restaurants is a whole different issue because of the kashrut. Because most of them, if they want to be kosher, they cannot be open in Shabbat. So that's another sub another topic. We also deal with kashrut issues. But when you say there's no you, nobody knows what the status quo is. You mean that there isn't a well-articulated formal status quo? We've just been lumbering along for 70 years, kind of bumping our way in the dark, seeing what works, right? Figuring it out how no, we get. I, think I mean, the status quo just means what it is today is what it is today. Pukhazi, go out and look that, what's that's, right. that's what I mean. I think that there are several, no. several, um, um, how do you say, several meanings. Commentators, oh. 
of, of, of what is the status quo. If you talk to a Haredi member of Knesset, he means the 48 status quo. What happened in 48, right. the, the letter. That's what he means. He doesn't mean that what's, what, what's going on right now, the right. current status, the right. status quo, is the status quo. It's not. Okay. And when they had um, uh, mayors in Israel um, against opposing the, the Mark Olim, the, the right. groceries legislation, they said, I support the, the status quo because the status quo is the, the things are open right now. Right. So I'm talking about, so for our purposes in this discussion, let's define status quo as what's going on right now. De facto, All right. The, the, the reality around us. Your, your, your organization isn't satisfied with that? No, of course we're not. With the content of what it is or just the fact that it should be de jour, that we should make rules and legislate to live by or both? You're not happy with the matzav, the situation? You're not happy with the fact that it isn't legislated or it's really both, that we should as a society agree on something else than what we're doing? I, I, think, not, I think I'm asking a question in a weird way. Is that... Yeah. I mean, what do you guys want? You want to change what's happening on the ground or you want to just change what the, the right, law so let, is? So let me put aside two, two different issues. There's the public uh, sphere issue in terms of Shabbat, in terms of um, the women uh, women in, in the public sphere, if it's um, women can be in public events or not. Um, and there's the whole other issue of religious services, which is doesn't have anything to do um, with um, with the with the public sphere, but has a lot of things to do with the original status quo, and the mon the monopoly that the chief rabbinate has on Judaism today in terms of what the country presents, what the state presents to the people. When I talk about Shabbat in public sphere, we don't we're not satisfied of the current situation, but we understand that. Oh, because you're not satisfied because we're not satisfied because we support the initiative by Rav Medan and Ruth Gavizon, which was. To divide, to make Shabbat a, a, a family day, a, a day of rest. Do you feel like it's too much of a commerce day that's happening now? It's too much of a commerce day, and I think that uh, a lot of people would agree that they would want a different Shabbat, even if they 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 are currently visiting the mall in right. Shabbat. And, and you think legislation is the way to get there? Uh, I think that the legislation is one of the ways to get there. I'm, I don't think that's the only way, and I think it's probably not uh, the best way right now because when it comes to legislation in the Knesset, things get um, a lot more... Um, Distorted. Yeah. And, no, and, but you and, also and have people, a backlash. It, it, people... ma it makes people go and, and, and just um, fight about it instead of trying to, to come together and think how they can manage right, to Right, it's very together. tricky. It's very tricky. Once that, you get that's to why, religious that's why issues... One of the things I learned from, from what happened with Chokom Kolim is that we need to maybe start initiatives in the municipalities. And what I, for instance, did in Modi'in, which where I live, is I was in touch with a couple of members in the council in Modi'in, and we tried to get a compromise, a, a compromise about the, the municipal law the municipal legislation that were passed there because of, of uh, what happened with Chokomar Kolim. And they, they decided, for instance, not to open commerce in the city center, which is going to be uh, opened in the next couple of years. Right. So that's something that we, we try to do. Right. Um, in terms of religious affairs, of course, we, we think that the current situation is, is not Good for Judaism, meaning how the chief rabbinate operates. How the chief rabbinate operates, and how in terms chief, of in terms of kashrut, marriage, divorce, in terms of divorce, marriage and divorce, and in terms of everything, everything that uh, that you can uh, look on and and think about the um, monopoly that the chief rabbinate had. Eventually, 
not only um, wrongs the people, but also also get people understand Judaism as something which is not how we see it and how we want them to see it. Because we believe there's a lot of people in Israel who want Judaism and want they have their uh, basic um, Jewish identity that they want to get it um, maybe stronger or maybe to learn more. But then they go to, uh, I don't know, they have a business, they want a certificate and somebody starts negotiating them on, term, on the terms or stuff that it's not transparent enough, they don't know. Um, or I just had a phone call with, with a woman who's divorced and she want to get, wanted to get married with a Kohen. And when they came to a rabbinate, to a municipal rabbinate, so uh, one of them said, okay, get me 2,500 shekels and I'll make sure that... Um, you I'll, get I'll married. Fi- I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> find a way. So even if you can find a way, don't, don't take bribe for that. that <laughs> that's, that's what... Uh, problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> Is that something you hear about happening a lot? Yeah, unfortunately, we get a lot of people come to us and, and tell us things like that. Corruption and in the rabbinate. Corruption. Well, and I think that the, monop- the, I mean, the monopoly of the chief rabbinate, it attracts corruption. Let's take, for instance, the Kashrut issue. We have, there's one person who's in charge of giving out Kashrut certificates to all imported um, um, products from, from, the state, from the States and from abroad. There's one person who's in charge of that. <laughs> He's now... Um, in ho- at home uh, in custody because they found that he took bribe uh, millions of bribe because it lends itself the system lends itself allegedly to because there's a one person there and there's a whole macherim operation operates around him which is not of, obviously uh, organized or something how would you translate macherim yeah macherim machers no there there is a word for it. um ugh. Not comrades. There's like a word for it. Uh, All right. Big shots. So what? Yeah. Yeah. It's an old boys network that they take care of each other. Brokers. What about what about non-orthodox movements? Where are you on that? So like, how how should they be involved? So like like I said, we are an an orthodox movement and modern orthodox movement. Um, It's not not the same as the states. We call ourselves a religious Zionist liberal movement. Uh, We have good relations with non-orthodox movements. Uh, we think they they should get a seat at the table where they should get a seat at the table where they represent the, the Jewish people, their their own stream in the Jewish people, or where they represent people in Israel. For instance, in the Kotel issue, Kotel uh, agreement, we eventually supported it, although we don't really agree with uh, parts of it. We we think it was the idea to set up a separate section for different denominations yeah, exactly. at the Koto? The idea to get the southern part and to put uh, an egalitarian section. Egalitarian section. We think <coughs> that they should get a place in the Kotel, but when they they had their agreement, they basically gave out the whole main Chachava to the to the people who can't control it, which is uh, Haredi rabbis. The, the so plaza, if yeah. the main plaza was given to the main plaza was given to the the current person who controls it, which is the Kotel rabbi, which is and he adheres to his own rabbis, which are ultra uh, orthodox and Haredi, and they they don't let women orthodox women, for instance, to say kaddish in the Zrat Nashim. We think that of course it should be also given to orthodox women to. Uh, pray as they all as they they uh, understand, but um, we supported it because we understood that there's that's a, a big step forward into getting us together and maybe 
uh, recognize that there are other streams in in Judaism and we need to to make them feel at home we are all big family here including marriages and divorces and the and conservative reform rabbi should be recognized to do conversions and marriages and divorces well right now conservative rabbis are recognized by the state no in Israel I mean in Israel rabbis in Israel they What? are recognized by the state in Israel not a lot of people know that because they don't um, put it out much but Uh, in a municipality called Gezer, there was a rabbi, a woman rabbi, which was elected as no, but the local rabbi. But not to do marriages. If she no, performs a wedding or a conversion. If she, if she can perform marriages, it's not going to be recognized by the rabbinate. Right. But they can still go out and uh, register themselves and, I mean, in the interior ministry. It's not something that as the married? rabbinate... Yeah, it's not something that the rabbinate, the chief rabbinate would would recognize. So, but but the, I, I think what, what I'm saying I didn't saying know there is, was a separate civil that, process other than the rabbinate. There isn't, there isn't. Right now there's, also, there's only one, one small um, organized civil process, which is only for um, when the, both of the couples are not Jewish. That's, only, that's the, the, only, the only choice. Or, or Muslim or... Or if they're well, not, not, not Jewish. No, the Muslims, yeah. if they're no. Muslim, they have to be married by their clergy person. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's so no civil Jewish. marriage in Israel, Correct. basically. But so if can... a conservative rabbi performs a wedding, which I think is still illegal, somebody got, yeah. but was detained this past summer. Was questioned over it. Yeah, he wasn't, no, he wasn't arrested. Dubi Chayon in Haifa. Yeah. He was detained because he, um, he did something. I'm not sure about the details right now, so maybe mm-hmm. not go into it. But I think it was because he got Mamzerim married. It's not just, it just got anyone. No, but it's still, that's a religious law. That means that... Yeah, the Bedin Rabbani, what happened is they, they came to Bedin Rabbani and the, the Bedin said that they're, they're, not, um, they're not married and we need to, to check what, what happened there. There is um, um, a penalty in the, in the law against private marriages, which we believe is, right. is not good. It's not good for anyone. But... Uh, I think that the general issue is here in, in terms of, a, of a marriage in Israel is not about um, conservative reform. There's a small minority of people who go to reform or conservative marriages. The majority of people who are in problem are those who want to get married with the non-Jew. With a person who can be Israeli, can, he has, maybe his father is Jewish and he, is, uh, um, he comes here and he's a citizen of Israel. But it's not Jewish enough, halachically, to become married in Israel. E- even those who grew up here, like many in the Russian community. Exactly. You can Or same-gender marriage right. also is something. The law of return accepts them. But, but it's, not just, it's not just marriage between a Jew and a non-Jew. It's also same-gender same marriage have no option really in Israel. Exactly. That's also a problem. So yeah. do you support that? Your organization supports gay marriage? Or? Uh, we don't really deal with gay marriages issues. We did talk about a lot about gays issues or non uh, same sex issues in in terms of of what's happening in the religious communities about religious um, couples and the, the need to accept them as equal in the communities. Um, we think that that looking forward, we, we see we see that the, the country has to has to have an established civil marriage. option for those who cannot halakhically get married and we think that also gay couple they can raise children as Jewish and there's no reason to uh, back them and, and not to not to let them 
uh, get married. So then why aren't you fighting for a separation of religion and state, of a shutdown of the rabbinate and creating a civil governmental system and let people live their religion? Like for me from the United States, that seems to work pretty well. Why is that not a better option for Israel? Well, we're not against it. Um, I think it's not, it's not a, a model that can work here. I think that um, we're very far from it. Um, maybe an ide- as an ideal, maybe it's a good thing, and maybe it would do good things here. But I, I, it's not it's not practical right now. So we're talking about practical issues, and what the state should give. We're not against having the chief rabbinate register religious marriages, but we want the other people to have an alternative, f- at least for those who cannot get married religiously. Why Why is it not practical now to be fighting for separation of religion and state? Well. I mean, we cannot even, we, when we try to get, put women in religious councils, we fight about it. Uh, so we're, we're not even close to, to get people to understand why it's better for Judaism to be departed from, uh, from the state. So strategically, is your long-term plan to end up with a state where religion and, and state are separate? But you're saying tactically we're going little by little, we're going incrementally? I think we would need to get there. I'm not sure it's going to work in Israel because... Again, um, people in Israel want their religious services made made by the country. I'm not sure it's going to be uh, supported, um, and and I'm not looking at what's uh, if if we can if we can get it or not. I'm looking at what can I do now to help those in need. And right now, there's a lot of people who feel that Judaism is the the rabbinate, and it's not represent it doesn't represent them. And they they even want they, they want to don't want any the connection are with putting Judaism. Out a very bad uh, impression and they associate that with Judaism exactly and you're trying to or even corruption if you talk about kashrut and other issues right that it gives them the impression that Judaism is something corrupt and ugly instead of right. well, meaningful exam- and beautiful the example that Tani gave a few minutes ago about the guy who basically offered uh, and he's a rabbi said he wants a bribe in order to find a loophole that the woman could marry who she wants to marry or the guy who was doing the right uh, but I, the I think an argument of- could be made that power politics and power always breed corruption. Power always corrupts. Therefore, as long as religious leaders have power, there will be religious corruption. And if you take away their power, then they have to use influence and persuasion. And suddenly, uh, uh, the obligation is upon them to convince people that what they have to offer is meaningful and worthwhile and it puts them in the position in other words the op- I, I think often the the argument to separate religion and state is made as a secular argument it makes secular life better in a democracy but I think you can also make an argument from a religious perspective that a genuine wall of separation between religion and state keeps religion clean of the corruption and dirt of politics so that religious leaders have to stand out based on merit but you don't need to go the way I mean we, we can have um, elements of competition and we have examples where the competition came into the, the system, it made the services better. When you take out power, it's not only by just dismantling the power, it's also by making them understand there's competition. For instance, when they... they Demonopolizing. Yeah, exactly. monopoly. When, when the Tsar bill passed, it came with the penalty. Tsar uh, is an organization that tries to provide service, rab, rab, rabbinic services from people who are going to be more... Right. Open-minded and, and provide services that 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 let's say secular Jews would find as, more meaningful, right. as they opposed to a government marriages. body as an NGO. NGO, right? And yeah, they, and they difference. perform marriages uh, within the rabbinate because they have um, um, municipal rabbis who do that, and they promoted legislation that we supported um, in two, uh, 2013. 
that made um, you can basically it made the, the all the municipalities all the religious councils uh, had to compete on on couples who want to get their marriage registra- registered so now if you want to get married in Israel luckily and that's the only option right now um, if you're a Jewish then you can go but you can choose the municipality that you want to register in the, so there you can go to Tor which is in Shoam or in uh, Gush Etzion and you can go to Tel Aviv and you can go to Ranana which wasn't uh, a thing that they could do in the past and we, we, see, we saw that it made all those others municipalities better the, the services were right. better so I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe say from the other side because the difference between Sohar and their chief rabbinate is not so different in other words it, it's true in terms of services they give and stuffly, but you're still their, they, you're they, still talking about Orthodox fairly mainstream Orthodox right they're providing essentially and, the same product but, right. but they're packaging it differently right and they're trying to be better at it that, right. that was the organization it's not also but, the same product but once once well, if, at the end of the day you're married yeah by a rabbi but whatever if we, went to, if we went to that bigger picture thing of separating religion and state or or even opening up services and start giving services to let conservative rabbis and reform rabbis I'm going to ask be devil's advocate a little bit wouldn't we lose the essence of what a Jewish state was like once we start You're defining from an orthodox perspective yeah from uh, yeah what does it mean to be a Jewish state that has multiple definitions of what Judaism is what Judaism is or Jewish or I don't know well, isn't I that the ultimate expression of Jewishness to have multiple opinions about things and I think we have it already I mean there are multiple expressions of a Judaism just the state doesn't recognize all all of them and I, I think that what brings people together as Jewish people here is that they can reflect their own Jewish identity in Israel then they, they don't rec- if you don't recognize it they're not going to disappear I mean if you don't get uh, if you don't give people the option to go and, and get public transportation in Shabbat, If I go to a different issue it's not that they're going to okay I'm not I'm gonna stay at home and observe Shabbat no no but what but uh, but I, I I find it very difficult to believe that if we open this all up right like like we're suggesting here that you wouldn't have this the 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 business that we we're talking about before that you're afraid of happening the malls would be open everywhere I mean it would become a day like in a, a Sunday in America which is actually people go to the malls they go shopping they you know and it would lose that Jewish character would I, I find it difficult to believe that we would actually have a family day um, like that you're talking about if it was but, the, but the, the current situation is that we are going there the the, the malls are they're, they're getting open more and more and nobody's stopping them if we want to to try to um, To, to have this uh, Shabbat day as a special day for us as a rest day as a family day we need to to make a stop for it and it's only by compromise you cannot stop it by force when when a member of the Knesset Mickey Zohar from the Likud tried to pass the bill to close every business on Shabbat he didn't he didn't succeed because the Likud people told them that they cannot get it done they cannot get it passed and then we came and we get we got Mickey Zohar To these four uh, um, bunch of uh, members of Knesset right. to be to join us in in trying to make the compromise and he joined us right so you're saying the status quo on the street has actually really changed the status quo is and it's growing more and more right away from that well I, I guess but again what I'm wondering is is the Knesset going to be the place 
that guides and fixes. Well, not the not the current Knesset, but it, that's going to well, we're going to elections probably. So we'll see about the next Knesset. We are going to elections. So, why not the current Knesset? If yeah, you if you open that Pandora's, why not the current Knesset? What's wrong with it from your perspective? Well, we tried, and when as long as you have uh, Haredi parties control religious affairs, and let's face it, uh, most of the other parties, the non-religious parties, also by the Jewish Home. It's not their priority priority to to care about or to take care about um, the Jewish identity of the, the of the state in terms of religious affairs. When it came to uh, the negotiation, the coalition negotiation, the Jewish Home dropped it for the education ministry and uh, uh, justice ministry, which is probably more important. When you see now Naftali Bennett as chairman of the Jewish Home, what he wants is to be uh, defense minister, defense minister. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care about those other issues. You know that now when, when Minister Lieberman quit, resigned, also Minister of uh, Absorption, uh, Sofa Landwehr, she had to resign. You saw anyone from the religious <laughs> home, the Jewish home say, oh, we want this ministry, this is what we care about, because we need to care about all those Olim, all those immigrants that come here. Come here, no? Kibbutz Galiot, the major... Right. <laughs> so gathering is, in Gathering of the Exiles, a major religious... Uh, so it's probably not it's not in their priorities right now. So, That's as a, as a so you say with a fail you say that they're failing the religious Zionist uh, dream or ideas who are well, uh, the, uh, relig- the Jewish Home Party? Yes. Of a course. branch of the religious Zionist world. Because yeah. there is a branch of the religious Zionist world which is still pretty no, right. no, no, I'm talking he, about he, the he's working every day. I'm talking about the, the political homes, party. Which yeah. is supposed to be the the base, the home for all those religious Zionist people in Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. In terms of religion state, it's not right now. And you can see it. You can see religious Zionist members of Knesset who works in these issues. They're not in the Jewish Home Party. They're in Yeshatid and they're in Kulanu and they're in all other places, even in Likud. Mm-hmm. You have Yudha Glik, who's, who's very into it. And I was just I was just in a meeting with him, with uh, with chair of the Sochnut, Buzhi Herzog, about the Giyu and about the conversion problem. You don't see any meetings like that in Jewish Home Party. They just so, don't care about so it. So I have a question. Has your organization, as representatives of what you described as liberal, um, as uh, national religious, um, has your organization ever suggested running as a political party, turning from lobbyist to joining the asylum, as it were? Well, we used to be... Um, people used to, um, to see us as part of Mimad, what used to be the religious left, but there's nobody there right now. I mean, a lot of people just don't... There's no left. There's no left. There are only religious left. I'm not, right. not sure how much left is in Israel. Um, and we start, We we thought that that's, that's something that's been in the past and we want not to be uh, associated with any specific party because we believe in an idea that if it would come from Jewish home, then great. If it not, then we can see ourselves supporting other people, but we don't support any specific party okay. because we believe that all parties join together and come to uh, support our, our uh, initiatives. Yeah, by the way, the language that I would use, and I don't know if everyone's going to like this language, but the language I would use is if when you're talking, a big part of your agenda is breaking the, mon- the religious monopolies. And I think if that's... If it's not the religious monopolies, it's the chief rabbinate's monopolies. Right. Well, the religious legal leadership, the, the, legal, the, the yeah, governmental the religious institution. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, I think when it comes to those power structures, 
I, I, I do think there's an inherent problem. But in terms of Alan's question of, but then aren't you changing the definition of what Judaism is? Israel as is a Jewish state is, is for the, the Jewish nation and how Jews practice, whether you like it or not or whatever, or I like it or not, that is what the Jews do. And so the nation, the, the laws of the nation should reflect the actual practice of the nation somehow. And the idea of monopolies in general, whether it's in business or government services, causes all sorts of problems. So, right. yeah, I think that's, yeah, although although it's just hard that within government to fix it, I think you're always going to end up, I don't know, I, I, I don't trust government leaders to solve these sorts of social problems. Well, I think there's there's a lot a long way to go there, and I think that there's there is a lot to do. I mean, take the example of what I talked about about the women issues, the the women place in these boards. Um, we filed a petition to the Supreme Court to have more women in the uh, in the committee that chooses the the rabbis in the chief rabbinate. And you saw that now the religious uh, affairs ministry, which is she passed away unfortunately recently, David Azulai. Um, he had to put women there so he so he chose 10 Haredi women but we're, we're okay with it right. and 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 they go they, I mean they understand that's what they need to do right now and also government still holds the money in other words the that's true but I think what you need I think we power. need a new gen- so for instance a very practical thing I know from some of my friends who are you know in the conservative world conservative is money for mikvaot mm-hmm. to build mikvahs. Right, that that's a that's a big thing that that flows through the orthodox establishment. Yeah, um, everything here so. flows through the government. I just think that what we need is a, is a greater generation of spiritual, social, cultural leaders who can make an impact on society and change the way the the nation, the the state, people who live here think. I think is going to have is going to that's where the change is ultimately going to come from. I'm not obviously you're doing important work, but. But I think ultimately that's going to be a piece of the puzzle, and you'll be more successful when people. Of course, we yeah. need we need that support. Of also. course, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. helping us get a better understanding of these really difficult issues that change the nation, and more basically, thank you for being part of a movement that's trying to make the state a better state for everybody. I think right. you're welcome to join us. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh no, I think I think you are. It's hard as an educator because you don't. You know, we're our. our our job isn't to be political, but I, you know, I appreciate anybody who's devoted their life to making things better and more thought through, and to make the Jewish right. state what, it, uh, what it, the best it can be. Even if we agree or disagree with whether it, I agree or disagree, their, their agenda. So someone who's working to make the state a better place is thoughtful. Who's is is a good thing. Yeah, and you know, and then we're a fan, whether we agree yeah. or disagree. It's just, it doesn't matter that we're all working and that's that's ultimately what will make the state better whatever your idea is if we work together to make it better then we'll have a better state in the future so thank you very much for your time today right. thank you very much for your time and your work in general thank you Tony thank you thank all. you so much everyone thank you bye bye thanks so much for listening everybody uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teachers Lounge podcast and it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe to rate and review us and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you.